Hello, this is Gurmeher from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 3rd of February. Adani Group founder Gautam Adani has denied that he became Asia's richest man due to the Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Terming such allegations baseless, he said his professional success is not because of any individual leader. The remarks came as Adani's fortune continued to shrink with the market capitalization of his companies collapsing by over 100 billion dollars since the release of a report by US short seller Hindenburg Research. There was another major blow on Friday as S&P Dow Jones announced that Adani Enterprises shares will be removed from the Dow Jones Sustainability Indices due to allegations of stock manipulation and accounting fraud. The removal will take effect from 7th of February according to the statement. This news caused a major drop in Adani Enterprises share which plunged 30% in early Friday trading resulting in a loss of 28 billion dollars. Adani released a video message to investors assuring them that the fundamentals of his groups are strong and its record for paying back debt impeccable. The Reserve Bank of India has asked lenders for details of their exposure to the Adani group. Adani claims that only 32% of his firm's loans are owed to Indian banks with the rest obtained through international bonds. The Adani group's finance chief has referred to the allegations as malicious combination of selective misinformation and stale baseless and discredited allegations. The controversy around the Adani groups continues to cause disruptions in parliament. On Friday, both the houses were adjourned until lunchtime as opposition parties maintained their demand for a discussion and investigation into fraud allegations against the Adani group that have caused a major stock market downturn. Meanwhile, amid allegations about the exposure of public entities such as the SPI and LIC to the Adani group, Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman has now said that this was within permissible limits. In an interview on CNBC TV 18 on Friday, the minister said, They have very clearly said that their exposure to the Adani Group stocks is very well within the permitted limits and with valuation following as well, they are still over profit. That is the word from the horse's mouth. In Parliament, leaders of 16 opposition parties met again in the office of leader of opposition in the Rajya Sabha, Malikarjan Karge, after both houses were adjourned. Karge stated that, for the sake of public interest, a thorough investigation must be done either by a joint parliamentary committee or a Supreme Court monitored panel, seeking daily updates on the probe. AAP MP Sanjay Singh has written a letter to the Prime Minister, Enforcement Directorate and the CBI, demanding the confiscation of Adani's passport to prevent him from potentially leaving the country like fugitive Native Modi. The Supreme Court in India on Friday heard petitions challenging the government's decision to block the BBC documentary titled India, the Modi Question. A bench of justices, Sanjeev Khanna, and M.M. Sundaresh issued a notice to the central government. It asked the government to produce original records pertaining to the controversial decision when it next hears the matter in April. Two petitions were filed in the court, one by advocate M.L. Sharma, the other by Trinamool Congress MP Mahua Moitra, journalist N. Ram and advocate Prashant Bhushan. Sharma's petition claims that the ban on the documentary is unconstitutional, while Bhushan, Moitra and N. Ram argue that the documentary, as well as the tweets on the subject, are protected under the Constitution's Article 191A. They argue that the government has not provided any official information to explain why it exercised emergency powers under the IT Act. The petition calls for the ban to be lifted and all orders censoring the documentary to be quashed. It also asks the court to prevent the respondent authorities from curtailing freedom of speech and expression without putting their orders in the public domain first. Sources told News Laundry that BBC has allegedly told its staff in India to be cautious and to remove BBC stickers and IDs from their vehicle and microphones. Asked about the steps, the network spokesperson Anuska Russell said, and I quote, We do not comment on security matters. 
asked why its documentary India the Modi question was not released in India despite being based in the country Russell had said that it's commissioned as part of BBC2 commissioning process so at this stage it is currently only scheduled for UK showings asked about the remarks by the Ministry of External Affairs calling the film a propaganda BBC said the documentary was rigorously researched according to the highest editorial standards it said that it offered the Indian government a right to reply to the matter raised in the series but the latter declined to respond Listeners, miles away from the controversies and politics of the national capital, a conflict is brewing in the forests of Kerala. The state, which has around 30% forest land and several dense human settlements in proximity of lush jungles, is struggling to mitigate a rising human-wildlife conflict. As wildlife suffers a loss of habitats, human families bear the brunt of mounting debt. Our reporter Alan Jee tried to look at the issue through the gaze of one village in Kutiyur Wildlife Sanctuary. To know what it's about, read his piece on newslaundry.com. It is titled Amid Farm Losses and Fragmented Habitats, Kerala Struggles to Mitigate Human-Wildlife Conflict. We have been able to bring you such analysis and reports only because you've got our back. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. Assam Chief Minister Himanta Biswa Sarma has announced that over 1800 individuals have been taken into custody as part of a major operation against child marriage in the northeastern state. The police are investigating more than 4000 cases of child marriages registered across the state. The crackdown began this morning and is expected to continue over the next few days. The chief minister has called for a spirit of zero tolerance in the crackdown against child marriage, which he termed an unpardonable and heinous crime against women. The Assam cabinet has decided to charge men who marry girls under 14 years of age under the Protection of Children from Sexual Offences Act, while men who have married teenage girls in the 14 to 18 age group will be charged under the Prohibition of Child Marriage Act 2006. The chief minister also emphasized that this war against child marriage will be secular and that no single community will be targeted. He also stated that anyone who facilitates such marriages including religious leaders and priests will face action. It is worth noting that Assam has a high rate of maternal and infant mortality with child marriage being the primary cause. Around 31% marriages are those in the prohibited age bracket. Poland has threatened that up to 40 countries could boycott the 2024 Olympic Games in Paris if Russian and Belarusian athletes are allowed to compete in the tournament. Poland is not the only country to have made such remarks. Lithuania, Estonia, Latvia have also made similar statements citing their support for Ukraine. These four countries were among the first to have sent weapons to Ukraine after Russia launched its military campaign. They have rejected the International Olympic Committee's plan to allow Russian and Belarusian athletes to compete in the games. Part of the European Union and NATO, they share a border with Russia and Belarus. However, the IOC has responded to the potential boycott by stating that it would only punish athletes. It has warned Ukraine and other countries about the implication of threatening a boycott and stated that it is a violation of the Olympic Charter. Ukraine president Volodymyr Zelensky earlier said that allowing Russia to compete in the Paris Olympics would be seen as an acceptance of terrorism. The US has also supported the suspension of Russian and Belarusian sport governing bodies from the international sports organizations. Russia has denied the allegations of widespread atrocities in Ukraine and claims that it is only defending its own sovereignty. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.